Lecture topic: Combating the whispers of Shaitan. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillahi wa kafa wa salatu wa salamu ala ibadihi alladhin astafa. Amma ba'du fa'udhu billahi min ash-shaytanir rajim. Bismillahir rahmanir rahim. إِنَّ الَّذِينَ اتَّقَوْا إِذَا مَسَّهُمْ طَائِفٌ مِّنَ الشَّيْطَانِ تَذَكَّرُوا فَإِذَا هُمْ مُبْصِرُونَ صدق الله العظيم Most respected students of the mothers and sisters The ayat of the Quran Sharif that was recited The explanation of this is that the people of taqwa when they are distracted by shaitan when shaitan tries to whisper things into their hearts tries to deviate them derail them so at that time when these thoughts come from the side of shaitan they immediately turn towards the remembrance of allah taala and when they do this and they absorb themselves and engross themselves in the remembrance of allah taala then allah taala blesses them with that insight of what's to be done and how is to be done and how to avoid the traps of shaitan and how to do that which will keep them safe keep their iman safe keep their amal safe keep their taluk and connection with allah taala safe so this is the procedure and the prescription that allah taala gives in the quran sharif that the people who get afflicted by the whispers of shaitan they immediately turn to the zikr of allah tbaraka wa taala now the whispers of shaitan are of any nature sometimes the whispers of shaitan are of a very very dangerous and serious nature in the sense that shaitan whispers thoughts of even kufr and shirk in the hearts of people so it's dangerous only up to the point where or from the point where a person gives space to it in his in his heart he starts entertaining these thoughts and he starts engaging these thoughts in his heart and mind now this becomes dangerous and if he ignores it if it comes a thousand times also in a day but he ignored it every time it has no effect whatsoever on his iman and it cannot harm him in any way but there's two parts to this one is the initial part which is involuntary is not in a person's control it's not something that a person has any power over to stop it at that point meaning it must never ever come that's the initial points that is not in his control but the subsequent point of it after that has come into his mind but how he deals with it from that point onwards is in his control that is not involuntary and therefore in the hadith sharif nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam in one hadith says that when this kind of whispers come from shaitan 
then he should immediately seek refuge of Allah Ta'ala. A'udhu billahi minash shaitanir rajeem. So this is the refuge of Allah Ta'ala that he must seek. And he must waliyantahi, stop. The fact that Nabi Salaam is saying he must stop, meaning this is in his control. If it is not in his control, it would not be correct to give the instruction of stopping of refraining. A person who's blind, you can't tell the person, don't look. He's blind. You can't give him a command of something that he is not capable of doing. So the fact that Rasulullah is giving the command, He should seek the refuge of Allah Ta'ala and then stop, refrain. Refrain from those thoughts now, but meaning from engaging them. So the initial point and the initial part of it is not in his control but the subsequent part of it is in his control. And if he does not ignore it, does not turn his mind and heart away from it, does not stop it right there, then that is something that the person himself is doing. And he is going to then cause a problem for himself. Many a times we might have heard the detail about well shaitan whispers something, nafs incites towards something but if a person did not make the firm determination for it did not make a firm decision that I am going to commit this wrong then until it didn't come to that point there is no sin yet. So indeed that is the command and that is the, the ruling of Sharia that if the thought just crossed the mind or the person briefly engaged the thoughts or then he even started now looking a little bit deeper into it but he didn't make any decision about it then that is not yet at a point where he will be accountable for it. But then he made a decision. Now he's just waiting for the opportunity. He made a decision and he's even now taking steps in that direction. Even though he didn't do that action, he's still going to get the sun for that azam and that determination. Now that is the ruling in that regard. But there's another part to this. The other part to it is, and this is the aspect of the wasavis that we are talking about, that the wasawis and the whispers of shaitan regarding various sins, evils, vices. So shaitan, that's his full-time job, that he got no other work to do. So he's going to whisper things into the heart of people all the time. So now when that whisper came, person not accountable for that, obviously. But that whisper is the seed that shaitan tries to plant. Now if a person throws out that seed immediately, then he's not even going to have a chance to take root. But he doesn't throw it out immediately. So Shaitan now keeps crashing and he gets a chance to plant the seed. Now one is that involuntary thought, that was the seed that Shaitan was trying to plant into the land of the heart. But now the person didn't repel that or ignore it 
or, or didn't uh, throw it out by turning to Allah Ta'ala, making some istighfar. So though that's not accountable, but now shaitan got a chance to now put it further. So now what happened? Now the thought is coming repeatedly. And it's coming repeatedly, the person is engaging it now. Then it came now to hadithun nafs. He's now thinking about it deliberately. Now when he's thinking about it deliberately, the seed got planted now. Now the seed got planted and it's going to start germinating. Now when the seed got planted, initially it was just on the surface, it was easy to just throw it out. Now it got planted, a person has to dig a little to throw it out. So now he, that takes a little bit of effort, so he is not now taking that effort to throw it out by digging a little. The digging here would be now to engage the heart a little strongly, to reprimand oneself, to think in a way that's going to now clear the heart of this, to think about one's death, to turn to the zikr of Allah Ta'ala deeply, istighfar, to start engaging the mind in a way where one gets afraid now about what's going on. For example, that this, we'll be talking about the example of a seed, but this also is a, another example by which this can be understood, that this is a spark now. Shaitan has already put in a spark. And if I don't extinguish the spark, it's easy now to extinguish it. If I blow hard enough, it might extinguish it. But if I allow this to just now carry on, the spark is going to become a flame. And then it might become a fire. Then I'll look for water. I might not find the water in time. It might burn everything down. It might burn all my amal, burn my iman, Allah forbid. So now to f- create that fear, because this can become a problem, a very big problem. So now when a person acts upon it immediately and clears it, it will go away. But he allowed it to now settle in the heart, now he will need more effort. Now he is not making that further effort. So now the roots start penetrating into the heart. And this is a poisonous seed. So now the roots are going to now release some of that poison into the heart. And now when the roots are in the ground, it requires more effort to take it out. So now this person is now getting deeper into it. Now that is what brings it onto the level of azam, a determination, a firm decision. Now this person is stuck in it. And now because this has firmly rooted itself, it's not going to come out so easily. And he's not making the himmat and the courage to uproot it. So then that topples him. And now he goes from one thing to another. Now at the time when that toppled him, it seemed like, okay, now everything got sorted out. But then what happened? The roots were still there and got even deeper. So now that comes back much quicker. Because that is releasing its poison. Now this is the trap of shaitan. The mashayikh and the ulama ikram state, people have got into, or people enter jahannam through three doors. The doors that people enter generally by and large into Jahannam is one of three doors. So one door is Shubha, doubts, doubts which start affecting a person's Iman. In other words, a person now allowed those doubts to germinate. How? 
by listening to things one shouldn't listen to, by reading things one shouldn't read, by going to places one shouldn't go, now you read something, you heard something, and now that created a doubt. Now you don't have that knowledge, that understanding, to understand that this is a baseless thing. But now somebody said something stupid, something doubt, some baseless thing, something really foolish, something that is really a faraway thing. But it was presented in a very, very uh, convincing manner. Now, this is all the problems that we are seeing all over the place, that people have the ability of saying things in a very captivating way, but what they're presenting? Sometimes it's kufr and shirk. Sometimes it's very, very dangerous things for our aqidah and belief. Now that got the heart got captivated by that. Now you don't have the knowledge to understand that this is a totally baseless thing. And then you couldn't find somebody suitable enough to clear the doubt for you. So now that doubt got deeper and got deeper. And Allah forbid then that doubt erodes a person's iman. Now in the current climate that we are in, all kinds of things are flying around and people have all kinds of fabricated proofs for things, baseless, empty, hollow things that they are saying, but presented in a very, very captivating way, presented in a convincing way. Convincing way, a person who doesn't have any knowledge of the reality of what something is, they get carried away by anything. It must just sound knowledgeable. It must sound knowledgeable and they get carried away. So people are going about giving so-called proofs, so-called proofs, to say almost anything that is haram, they have a way of saying, no, it's halal, no, billah. The worst kind of things, they have a way of presenting it. Person is getting involved in some kind of disgusting lifestyles, says, no, well, I was born like that. So now that became a proof. I was born like that. So if a person now says, I was born with the tendencies of stealing, so I'm going to steal your goods and you must just be happy about it, that I was born like that, so you can't tell me anything. And somebody says he was born with some other, so now he just can't control himself, and so anybody comes past, it might be somebody's daughter, somebody's wife, he doesn't matter, so now everybody must just be fine with him because he was born like that. So any thinking person can accept something like this? So the whole point is that the basis is completely different. The basis from which Iman and Muslims understand things is on the basis of Iman. And Iman is based on what has come to us by Wahi from Allah Ta'ala. And others, the basis is their own desires. Now how are you going to debate these two things? Either you join the desire group, then you have to, know, have to sell your Iman off. You have to forsake your Iman, Nauzubillah. Now that's what people are doing, because they want to debate things from the basis of those desires, which they got from the West, from the Western lifestyle. And as a result, they are negating their Iman by the statements they are making. Now Shaitan carries on with these wasavis. So now that wasavis carries on, the person engages it, this, this shubha, and this doubt settles in. And this doubt wipes out the Iman. Eventually, over time, it erodes that Iman and the person loses his Iman because he now accepted that doubt as reality in Auzubillah. So that's the one path and the root, the one door through which people will end up falling into Jahannam. 
And it's a very common problem, unfortunately, nowadays. When people talk and what we hear around, that what kind of things people are putting up on social media and what kind of comments people are making to things that are very serious, things that are completely forbidden and haram and people are putting out comments about, no, no, you need to be tolerant about this and tolerant about that, which is negating Iman. Now this is on the base of all the Shubha. And the, similarly is the door of Shahwa. Passions and desires. So Shaitan keeps inciting the Shahwat. And people now to justify their deeds, they do anything then. And what is halal, haram doesn't be, is no more of any concern to the person. So these are the two major aspects. And often this is all by the waswasa of shaitan. So coming back to what we were talking about, this was a bit of a digression, that about these wasavis, now when this waswasa comes, a person doesn't immediately take action, then this becomes the end result. It gets deeper and deeper. And then shaitan now builds on that and from where to where it goes. So now what is the requirement? What is a person to do when these wasavis come? So the one thing that has been mentioned already, which Nabi Islam gave us the prescription in the Hadith Sharif, فَلْيَسْتَعِذْ billah. And this is in the Quran Sharif as well. وَإِمَّا يَنْزَغَنَّكَ مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ نَزْغٌ فَاسْتَعِذْ بِاللَّهِ Allah Ta'ala says when shaitan now comes and whispers all these things, immediately turn to Allah Ta'ala and seek His protection, seek His refuge, turn to Allah Ta'ala, and when Allah Ta'ala's help comes, then nobody can do anything. Shaitan can't make any uh, effect on such a heart. The second thing was, وَالْيَنْتَهِ There's a common statement that the best answer to an f- ignorant person is silence. If somebody is arguing something, but he is ignorant now, he doesn't know what he's talking about, but he's arguing. Many people have this very argumentative nature. That no matter what, they must argue the point. They don't even know what sometimes they're talking about, but they go to have their say in the matter. And then they go to have to try to prove what they are saying is right. But what they are saying is completely wrong. And sometimes it's so obvious that this person is just saying something for the sake of arguing something. He doesn't have any idea what he's talking about. So now the best answer to such a person is silence. Now if a person becomes, it's become so clear that this person is arguing and is arguing out of ignorance. Now despite that having become so clear, somebody realizes this, that this person is ignorant and arguing and now he still wants to argue with him. Now it's become clear and obvious this person is ignorant of what he's talking about. He's just talking on the basis of something he read in social media. He doesn't have any idea what the Quran and Hadith says about it. What people have said he just heard. He's just finding things on the net, got no idea what's the source of it, where it's coming from, who's the person authentic or not. So now that's ignorance. Now somebody wants to start arguing with an ignorant person whose basis of the argument is ignorance, then it becomes difficult to make a decision about who's more ignorant person who's arguing out of ignorance or the person trying to reply to him because the best answer to that was silence now to try to engage him that's a kind of ignorance also
So that's the best answer to a foolish silence. This is Ali radiallahu statement. When a person is seeking knowledge, he is unclear about something and is asking to learn, that's a different matter. He will be taught, he will be explained and inshallah he'll understand. A person is just bent on arguing, he doesn't even know what he's talking about, then the answer to him is silence. So, the same policy has to be used with shaitan. When he starts whispering, silence, meaning don't engage that thought. By engaging it, you are arguing with him now. And when you start arguing with him, he's got his ways of convincing a person who doesn't have that deep knowledge. And shaitan will put all kinds of false ideas and thoughts and make a person think, no, this is it. So don't engage it. Just stop right there. How to stop? To immediately turn the mind positively to something else, to some positive matter. Because the heart is such that it cannot at the same time focus on two different things. Two completely different things you can't focus on. If a person is thinking about the East, he can't simultaneously be thinking about the West. It will be either the East or the West. So now the mind was on the West, he turned his mind to the East, he can't be staying on the West. Meaning, it can't focus on two things simultaneously. It will be either this or that. So now Shaitan was trying to grab the attention towards something, he turned his attention to something else. So that which Shaitan was trying to grab the attention towards will disappear. It cannot remain. So this is the second thing. Then the third thing is, that in the Quran Sharif, Allah Ta'ala says, إِنَّ الَّذِينَ اتَّقَوْ إِذَا مَسَّهُمْ طَائِفٌ مِّنَ الشَّيْطَانِ تَذَكَّرُوا We already touched on this. They turn to the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala. When shaitan starts putting these whispers, these whispers can be of any kind. These whispers can be inciting towards some sin. Look at this haram. Make this ghibat or go to such place, or whatever, say this, do that, can be of that nature. It can be also of an internal nature. It's whispering, shaitan is whispering some thoughts of jealousy, some malice, anything of that nature as well. It can be related to some other matter, akhlaq aspects. Shaitan is now inciting. Don't, you mustn't be patient here now, you must, fight about this. So that's also Shaitan's plan and agenda and his, his inciting, so he wants to create a fight. He wants a problem. Because if there's no problem, then Shaitan is uneasy. If there is a problem, then Shaitan is very happy. So now how to create the fight now between spouses, between family members, between people in some joint situation. So Shaitan will create a fight. How? By whispering things. How long are you going to take instruction? You are a free person now. You don't have to bother about others. Now, I can't be controlled like this. Now, Shaitan will whisper something in the wise mind now. How long are you going to be controlled like this? You also have to have your own mind, uh, your own life. So, you're also earning now. All these things are Shaitani wasavis. Or the husband... That you're the boss now, you don't have to bother, you do what you want, 
carry on as you want. You can say what you want, do what you want. So now, you don't have to be considerate to others. Either this way or that way, or other relationships, shaitan will now try something to keep inciting. Keep inciting in some way, so that a fight can ensue. And in some way create a problem. Because when there is a problem, shaitan will be elated. Shaitan will be extremely happy. And where the problem stops, then shaitan is grieved. So he will create some problem. So now whether whichever nature of the waswasa is, where shaitan is now inciting something, the thing now to also to do is what has been described now in this ayat, to turn to the excessive remembrance of Allah Ta'ala. Not that a person now two times said, recited some zikr and feels now well, I've done my job. No, this has to continue. Excessive remembrance of Allah Ta'ala. Until such time that this has been cleared from the heart completely. So a person gets into the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala, zikr qalbi, gets the heart involved in Allah Ta'ala's remembrance. This will wash out the effects of that waswasa. Another very, very important and effective aspect to ponder over. The heart, this is a way of expressing it, is the house of Allah Ta'ala. Because the heart is the place of the marifat of Allah Ta'ala. The recognition of Allah Ta'ala, Iman, all this is in the heart. So the heart in that sense, in that sense like how we call the masjid the house of Allah Ta'ala, so likewise in this particular context, the heart is the house of Allah Ta'ala because that's the place of the marifat of Allah Ta'ala, the muhabbat of Allah Ta'ala, Iman, the house of Iman is the heart. Now think about it, that somebody comes and starts throwing dirt into our house. Sometimes they're throwing some all kinds of dirt, sometimes some najasat, sometimes a person is now all the dust and sand, sometimes some other filth. Will we ever tolerate it? For how long will we tolerate it? We might never tolerate it even the first time, let alone the subsequent time. First we might just say something, but by the second time we want to do something. And nowadays, People are very trigger happy. By the third time, somebody might get even maybe killed. Because we'll never tolerate this. That somebody else is throwing dirt into our house. Because some visitor comes, we invited the person also. But now the person is messing the place up. We'll chase him out. You can't stay here. So now our house, our belongings, we will not tolerate anybody throwing dirt into it. As explained that in the context that was described, the heart is the house of Allah Ta'ala. And the house of Allah Ta'ala cannot be come a place where we are throwing all kinds of dirt and filth. So what is the dirt and filth? The deliberate thoughts that we engage in our hearts and mind, which are sinful whether it is sinful in the nature where the person now is engaging the hearts in the thoughts of some evils, some vices, some evil fantasies, or whether it is of the nature of the filth of 
jealousy for example, the filth of malice, all these kind of najasat. Now this is throwing dirt and filth and najasat in what is the house of Allah Ta'ala. Now, is Allah Ta'ala going to be pleased with that? Is Allah Ta'ala going to shower His Rahmat on such a heart? Is Allah Ta'ala going to be showering His grace and favor on such a heart? So now this is something to be pondered over. This is our difficulty and problem. Difficulty is nothing difficult about it, but this is our problem and a very big problem that we have time for everything, but we don't have time to sit and think and ponder. Whereas we have been commanded to ponder that the fakkur, that pondering. When a person has heard, for example, now that this is what's required, we now need to program ourselves to give time to ponder over this, to surround and think about it. Two, three minutes, different times of the day, two, three times a day at least, to surround and ponder. For example, this aspect we just discussed, my heart, what is in my heart? What I have thrown into it? The house, heart is the house of Allah Ta'ala. What did I throw into this house today? What did I fill this house with? With good or dirt and filth? Whose house I'm soiling? Whose house I'm throwing dirt into? Do I have any shame? Am I not ashamed of myself? And how would I face Allah Ta'ala? If somebody caught us throwing dirt into their yard, forget their house. Now we had some things to dump somewhere. We're driving around, we can't find a place to dump it. We thought, hey, this yard here, now let's just dump it into this yard. As we're dumping it, person came out of the house and saw us. Now how embarrassed we will be. How embarrassed and don't know where to put our face. Now the person is shouting at us that, what's your problem? Have you got any shame? We've got no words, we've got no answer, we've got no excuse because it's so blatant. We're throwing all the dirt into his yard. So forget his house, just into his yard. But we'll be so embarrassed about it now that we got caught. Now the heart is the house of Allah Ta'ala. And now to think about it, Allah is all aware, Allah is all knowing. Allah Ta'ala granted this heart. Our house, our somebody else's house, that's our temporary thing. Allah Ta'ala granted us his heart. And what a heart! What a tremendously great na'mat and favor and bounty. Now Allah is all away, Allah is watching and we are throwing this dirt in it, we are throwing this filth in it, we are harboring all this evil. So now isn't this something to be very ashamed about? Now did we make the time to surround and reprimand ourselves? When somebody irritates us, we get very angry, we will not just reprimand, we will shout our heads off and we will make a huge dun. Did we ever think about reprimanding our nafs? Did we ever think about being firm against shaitan when he was whispering, this, throwing this dirt into our hearts? That time we thought, no, no, this is our friend. We invited him inside. We gave him space. We engaged those thoughts. And we ran with it. But when somebody is irritating us, somebody is just not listening to us, for example, or they don't want to comply with something we want, then what is our condition? So now we need to turn that and redirect that. Obviously where the commands of Sharia are being trampled, then we need to be very firm. 
But apart from that, in personal things, we need to be very easy going. Let it be. For the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala. And we will see how this brings barakat for us in our life. So there we should be easy going. And let it be. So what? If somebody said something, somebody did something, and not hurting us physically, nothing is going in terms of our property, etc. So now we are human, we'll feel some emotion. But then that emotion needs to be quickly just dismissed. That Allah Ta'ala saves on me so much. Ah, somebody said something, this is so what? So what difference is going to make to my life? That is a very, very, this is again a different subject that is just coming in out of the blue. We probably spoke about this before. That we should stop living in the minds of others. Stop living in the minds of others. That now, hey, I don't know what this person is thinking of me. Now, because I'm not sure what this person is thinking of me, maybe he's thinking bad of me. So I've got to do something to impress him now. But then now, after I did something to impress him, I'm thinking maybe he thought I was showing off now. So I have to do something to make myself look sincere now. Where this will finish off? I'm thinking that this person now is probably, you know, what's his agenda and so on. So now maybe I need to do something else and win his favor. When a person stops living in the minds of others, that person is content and peaceful. And the only thing to be concerned about is, is my Allah happy with me? Allah Ta'ala is pleased with me, so the whole world can be displeased. What difference is going to make to my life? Will it make any difference? And if everybody says, you the best person around, and you the hero, and you are so, such an expert at everything, and everybody has all the praises, and everybody is very impressed, but Allah forbid, if we have lost the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala because of whatever we are doing or saying or what's in our hearts, then what benefit is all this to us? How is it going to benefit us in any way? All these comments of people and all their impressions and all that is either way, positive or negative, very, very superficial. One minute is there, one minute is gone. Sometimes a person is very happy and puts us on top of the world and the next minute he wants to bury us under the ground. So how long are we going to be bothered about people's impressions and people's uh, criticism and people's praises and become either we're getting thrown up or we're getting flung down and stop living in the minds of others. That doesn't mean that we have the attitude of I can't care, don't bother. No, no, that's not what's being said. What's simply being said is we don't allow ourselves to get affected by people's criticism and people's praise, yes, we must pay attention to what is being said to make it a point of reflection. That if somebody has criticized us, so that's a very, very important thing to do is to reflect. And if we deem that, okay, there's some truth in this, we must be very grateful. Be grateful for it and then think about how we're going to now try to improve ourselves. That is an excellent way of improving ourselves. And we find that it is baseless, nothing in it, just ignore it and carry on with life. If it's going to start affecting something, then we have to then think about and make mashura about how to address the matter. But if it's that way it stops, it's a matter of somebody's careless comment, somebody's some inconsideration, and 
these kind of things, then we just leave it right there. That's, that's the prescription for our peace. Otherwise, shaitan uses this opportunity also for that waswasa. So, any case, coming back to what we were talking about, that now all these wasawis that shaitan puts, now a person became firm against it and took the time to surround and ponder, to think, that this is the house of Allah Ta'ala. What have I flung into it? And if I go and throw something into the yard of somebody else, I get so embarrassed if the person sees me. Allah is watching what I'm doing to my heart. So am I not ashamed? Now to talk to the nafs and to reprimand it very firmly and strongly, to take time to do this. And when a person keeps doing it in a dedicated manner, fixes a time, morning, evening, the benefit of this will be that when the time comes that shaitan starts whispering these thoughts and these whispers start coming into the heart, at that time, this which a person was doing in a dedicated manner, morning and evening, the heart will have the courage to replay that now. And easily it will dispel that thought of shaitan and that whisper of shaitan. And otherwise, that thought will just carry one away. Like the flood waters, it will just wash one away. Now when it's, all the damage is done, I should have done this and I should have engaged my mind like this because that ongoing spiritual exercise of that muraqaba was not being done. So now there is no strength when the occasion comes to use it. So in any case, this is a detailed topic. This much too is sufficient for us. If we apply the lessons that have been given, we take the time to surround and ponder over this. We take the time to start meditating over what we should be as described. Then inshallah we will find tremendous benefit from it and will get saved from these taps of shaitan and these wasawis of shaitan. And meaning the waswasas come, it's of no harm to a person. But he'll get saved from engaging them. Get saved from getting caught in its trap. It'll come, it'll go, it can't harm a person. Allah Ta'ala protect us all. Allah Ta'ala keep us steadfast on Iman. And Allah Ta'ala keep us progressing in Deen. Take us with Iman. And raise us on the day of Qiyamah with Iman. وَآخِرُ دَعْوَانَا عَنِ الْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ رَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ اللهم لك الحمد كله ولك الشكر كله اللهم لا نحصي ثناء عليك أنت كما أثنيت على نفسك جزا الله عنا نبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله يا ربي صلي وسلم دائما أبدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم ربنا علمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين رب اغفر وارحم وانت خير الراحمين رب اغفر وارحم وانت خير الراحمين رب اغفر وارحم وانت خير الراحمين اللهم اعنا على ذكرك وشكرك وحسن عبادتك اللهم وفقنا لما تحب وترضى واجعل اخرتنا خيرا من الاولى اللهم انا نسالك من خير ما سالك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وَنَعُوذُ بِكَ مِنْ شَرِّ مَسْتَعَاذَكَ مِنْهُ نَبِيُّكَ وَحَبِيبُكَ سَيِّدُنَا مُحَمَّدْ صلى الله عليه وسلم أنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وسعب اجمعين والحمد لله